Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Two Friends with Friends, which was for one week in November, Israel's ninth biggest TV and film podcast. <laughs> Ahoy hoy! Oh, I forgot we decided to do that. We had a chat about that earlier this week and then I completely forgot, so I'm glad you did the research. How did you find out, how did you go back into the archives like that? Um, I just used a little uh, podcast charting website, which <sighs> gives me all the... Um... I mean, this proved quite popular on Instagram, didn't exactly. it, after we revealed our uh, Icelandic... Success, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Pac- Do you want to know Pakistan? Do I ever? Oh, it doesn't make good reading. Is it not? Our <laughs> our best charting position in Pakistan was in October two thousand and nineteen. Okay, and we were a hundred and fifty fifth. I think it's fair to say we are not big in Pakistan. No, that's a shame. That is a shame. I know that quite a lot of countries in that region don't allow explicit podcasts, though. Right. So, for example, India, is I know. Is that what's holding us back? India doesn't... I'm pretty sure someone correct me if this is wrong, and you're listening in India, but I think their iTunes sort of officially defaults to no explicits, you know? Fine. So we're all Fine. our effing and jeffins probably not helped us there. So it might be the same in, in Pakistan, I don't know. October 2020 in Sri Lanka. Yep. We were sixth, mate. Oh, mate, well, they've not got an explicit block, have they? Big in Sri Lanka. Bring the cursing in, says Sri Lanka. I thought of you earlier, Dave, because I was eating crisps in the shower. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but let's start with uh, crisps in the shower. Considering last week you bemoaned any sort of food and drink in the shower. Well, look, this is where I have to give some detail. Um, I started the shower running... Yeah. Finished a bag of crisps. Yeah. Got into the shower and was still eating crisps. And I was like, well, this feels weird. I'm eating crisps in the shower. Yeah. And then I thought of you in your shower cloche. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> you should have taken. I mean, the crisp is a, a very structurally poor food for a shower. So I'm glad it was already yeah. in the yeah. mouth and not sort of carried yeah. in the hand. I mean, a bag of crisps under the shower head is, you know, you're collecting water, it's soaking it up there. It's, it's pro- I'd say probably without wishing to go into the details, one of the worst possible food stuffs for the shower. Do you know what you could eat in the shower? Yeah. Because they come with their own protective cap. Yeah. Pringles. Oh, I see. Yeah, shower cap. <laughs> that's yeah, why shower- that tube's got a shower cap. Although <laughs> exactly, the tube yeah. itself is cardboardy, so if that's you true. if you let it to soak too long. 
I had a lovely yeah. pork pie earlier, actually, and I think actually, even though it's pasty, in the shower, or? no, 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 no. I've not actually had a shower today yet, Pete. Just a pork no. pie. Oh. It's one of the two usually for me, so I just went for the pork pie today. Um, okay, but a pork pie in the shower, I think, or, or the water would almost bounce off it. I think. Yeah, sort of waxy exterior. Right, exactly. Pie. Sort of protected for the shower. That's what that is. Do you think that's why? Do you think that's why they designed it? Like that. Yeah, what I imagine. So I, I can't imagine there's any other reason the pork pie is designed as such as, yeah. you know, it's almost certainly shower related. But there you go. I'm glad you thought of me in the shower earlier. That's the that's the overall uh, takeaway from the conversation, isn't it? Yeah, it was only brief, but well, it's, it's sort of links to the episode. You know, a little a little flash of uh, does it? Well, just like Rachel's dream this week, isn't it? You know, she's she's yeah. thought of Joey in a different way, in a different scenario. And oh, I wasn't thinking of you in that way. Pete, I'm not saying it has to be sexual. It's just a different way. I imagine you've never thought of me in the shower before. No, um, not that <laughs> I can not, remember. Let's not no. dig into this too much, but <laughs> but you know, look, I was trying to find a link, and let's let's face it, there's That'll not do. that many yeah. links, um, unless your crisps were pretentious, comma garlicky. Uh, no, they weren't. No. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, that is probably one of the best lines from the whole episode, I would have thought. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. It's the one with Rachel's dream, everybody. Who would like a request and then a synopsis? Uh, I'd like the request first, yeah. And then the synopsis? Yes. Okie dokie. Here's the request, Peter. It comes from Charlie. Please, can you do the one with Rachel's dream? Ross Hyper on Maple Candy was always me and my brother's favourite bit to watch, but we could never find the episode because of the misleading naming. Yes, true that, isn't it? Um, but Charlie would like to request this even if it is the beginning of the worst storyline in Friends dot 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 which presumably is Rachel and Joey when we first started this podcast it was so widely accepted that Rachel and Joey was a dreadful storyline but since we've sort of gone through the podcast we've been in this podcast like three and a half years or something now Peter maybe four years I can't remember but since we started it when I think if you asked any Friends fan oh Rachel and Joey boo they'd have been like yeah I agree since then, there's been all the sorts of think pieces and BuzzFeed articles, haven't there, about how actually Joey treated Rachel much better than, for example, Ross did. And I think it's now hard to know where morally we're supposed to, like, obviously, in terms of being a Friends fan, it's still dog shit, isn't it? If you're looking at it from a sort of woke internet point of view, maybe yeah. we should like it. My opinion on them as a couple is unchanged. Yeah, no, it is. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it, the whole thing? And yeah. this episode only serves to further highlight that, as we'll get on to. Because, I mean... I would say any romance that starts with a single dream. <laughs> yes, flimsy premise for a right. romance. <laughs> that makes someone literally do a 180 on having never seen their friend of eight years in any sort of romantic or sexual sense into basically being in love with them. Is, um, yeah, like you say, flims at best, isn't it? Absolutely. Here, though, is a synopsis for you. Season 9, episode 19. There it is. Directed, Pete, by Terry Hughes. Tess. Terry Hughes. Now, that's interesting for a couple of reasons, Pete. Go on. One is mostly because he's one of the only directors of Friends that has a clickable link on Wikipedia, so always interesting. So I thought I was going to click through and it'd be like, oh, he directed all the sitcoms in America, you know? Would you like to hear the main credits of Terry Hughes? Yes. Uh, the Two Ronnies. Oh, okay. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, the Eurovision Song Contest in 1972. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and Monty Python at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that is a varied CV. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? And the televised version of Sweeney Todd, the musical, with Angela Lansbury. God, he's done a lot, hasn't he? 
Fair play. He directed 108 episodes of The Golden Girls. Oh, okay. Flipping or about off the back of the two Ronnies, BAFTA are winning. From the BBC to Hollywood, Pete, the dream's still alive. Yeah, maybe that'll be me one day. Exactly, there you go. And of course, Pete, the main detail you'll want is 175269. Thank you. Production code of this episode. Uh, and very, very short synopsis, which, look, I don't want to say whoever's written the synopsis thought, well, it's not worth spending too much time on this episode, but... Two lines, all it is. After seeing him practice and then film a scene in Days of Our Lives, Rachel develops feelings for Joey. Phoebe performs at Monica's restaurant, much to Monica's dismay, and Chandler plans a weekend away in Vermont with Monica, but has to take Ross instead. Uh, Where, pray tell, would you like to start of those three plot lines? I think we should start with Chandler and Ross. Okay, the Vermont trip. Yeah, which is just... Terribly planned. Like, why wouldn't you check with your wife before booking a trip? (laughs) There's there's a lot of um, unrealistic interactions with them as a husband and wife because the two of them, like, I'm not saying that they have a sort of slightly tense, fraught thing when it comes to organisation and stuff, but it doesn't strike with me that Chandler turns up and goes, we're going to Vermont tomorrow, I've booked it without checking. And she goes, no, I can't really, I'm busy at the restaurant. And he goes, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, that's not... I've never known a couple plan a trip and that be and everybody be so chilled about it like that. Well, and also, you just you, you put a bit more effort in, you put a bit more planning in, don't you? Nothing, that's, that's not sort of spontaneous, hey, why do we go to Vermont this weekend? Right. Yeah, I've booked it. Haven't checked whether... I mean, he obviously hasn't even talked to Monica about whether the restaurant's doing well. No, that's true. You know, they obviously haven't chatted too much. So maybe ask your wife how her job's going, Chandler, and then know that maybe the successful chef of a high-end restaurant wouldn't just be able to take the weekend off the day after you tell her you've booked a trip to Vermont. And in the end, he gets a lad's trip to Vermont instead. Lad's trip to Vermont. And is it presumably only for one night? I mean, they only end up staying one night in the in the new room, but it does sound like he's only booked it for a night anyway. And tell you what, six-hour drive for a one night in a hotel. Not worth it. Absolutely not worth it, is it? No. Um, as evidenced by the fact that Ross and Chandler, in the end, don't really have time to do anything else apart from steal stuff. Like Also, their stash. Yeah. Um, at one point, they stashed the hotel's newspapers. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? They have no... Unless you burn them for warmth, there's, there's no other use for them. Well, that's for the barbecue when we get home. Yeah. Uh, well, ditto, I mean, things like the bulbs that Ross steals from the lamp, whilst I can see that there's a use for a bulb, the the one thing I know about bulbs, Pete, is that there are 9,000 varieties of them, and Absolutely, the bulb yeah. you first buy is never the bulb you need. Um, and therefore, I imagine, unless... Considering they're in a different bloody state, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if the bulb fittings are different, but America's so confusing that I imagine they probably do have two different bloody bulb fittings in different states, you know? Um, but it seems odd to to pull out the bulb and go, I'll definitely be able to find a use for this. Yeah, it's just the, the quantity of stuff that they steal as well. I, I feel, oh, well, no, that's very much the joke, isn't it? But it's <laughs> it goes very far beyond what is reasonable. If you stole 25 apples, you're not thinking, I've made... 20 quid back there, have you? How much is an apple? I don't know how much, I don't know how much an apple. Made 80p. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, A, half the apples are going to go off before you can eat them. Yeah. And B, would you have actually... Is that sort of... My nan used to do this. She would buy something in the shop mm-hmm. because it was on offer. Okay. Even yeah. if she was never going to buy it in the first place, you know? Fine. Oh, yeah. oh, an yeah. offer. Like, it's one of her 
I'd say traits that I've definitely picked up on, actually. It's like when you see three for two on things and you only need one, but yeah. then you buy the three because you think, fine, yeah, let's go yeah. for let's go for the deal. Even though I'm definitely going to at least throw one, maybe two out. Yeah. But I've definitely now bought two. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I will go further than that and go, go into a shop and go, I wasn't planning to buy any of those, but I will now have three of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. So it feels like the, the sort of quantity of things they steal, you have to steal a lot of shampoo, don't you, before you can make $600 back. Yes. Yeah. And like you say, the newspapers, not, not worth taking back, are they, I would say. Schwimmer's sugar high acting is great though particularly when they get back to new york and the end scene where he's sort of buzzing as Mm. if there's a a fly around him (laughs) yeah it's um yeah it's it's like peak sort of schwimmer physical comedy isn't it like you, you can tell they've just written this for schwimmer to go a bit nuts and have a nice time yeah which he does and that is why charlie's chosen the episode because uh that is the sort of I'd say it's probably the, the comedy highlight of the episode, isn't it? Is is Ross's sort of manic behaviour. That scene when they arrive in the hotel is very funny. Yeah. Um, even though part of me, and this is the problem with getting old, part of me was just really angry for Chandler that the hotel had messed up his booking. Like, I thought he took that very well, actually. He got a bit annoyed, but I'd have been livid. Well, he says, doesn't he, that they're sort of, they're, I can't remember what he says, but he says something like, they're conning us. Yeah. It's like, but you still go along with it, even though you've twigged with that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the thing that doesn't serve the plotline at all, but would have been the clever thing to do, or genuine normal thing to do, is not stay at the deluxe suite in the hotel. You know, I imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, Vermont has more than one hotel. Yes, it's true. Just nip around the corner to a travel lodge and get a cheap room there for the night if you want to stay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Probably could have saved a lot of faff and time. Uh, The main thing, though, is the pine cones. I mean... A, I know the, the the joke that Ross wants the pine cones, even though there's a forest outside, is, you know, that's part of Ross being Ross, trying to get anything he can. But really, my question is, from the hotel's perspective, what what bowl, what purpose is that bowl filling? Like, why would it have apples in one day and pine cones in the next day? Nice bit of decorative apples, you know? But apples are, fun- you know, I get if the, it's a, a, a fruit bowl is like, oh, hey, guests, have a nice apple. But then so they're, they're sort of saying, well, tomorrow you don't get any apples. You just get to look at some Can you pine eat cones. pine cones? No, you can't eat a pine cone, can you? Is this the sort of thing I'm going to discover at the age of 35 that you can eat a pine cone? Uh, I, no, surely you can't eat pine well, cones. Th- surely not. Can you eat you a Google? pine cone? <laughs> I would have been so dismissive of that before. What does a pine cone taste like? Can a pine cone kill you? God, Google is full of shit, isn't it? It's just woody, isn't it? If you cook the little bitty ones down in syrup, they become soft, and it's kind of like eating caramel. Oh, I mean, that sounds great. Are you shitting me? Is a pine cone edible? And there's enough doubt there for me not to give it a go. Not that I was planning on it anyway. They have a mildly nutty flavour and texture similar to sunflower seeds. Mildly nutty? It's because it comes from a tree. (laughs) You're eating tree. The rougher out the, the the seeds of all pine cone varieties contained within the rough outer shells can be safely eaten. Right, but it's not like an apple, is it, Pete? To go back to my point, I'd say describing food as safely can be safely eaten doesn't really <laughs> yeah. sort of sell it to me. No, I'd rather have the nice big juicy red apple. They don't do anything else on the trip. Just grab a drink, guys. Go to the bar. You're on holiday. Don't yeah. spend all your time just stealing stuff from a cart. Yeah, go get pissed. Go get pissed. Have a nice time. The lads the lads are away in Vermont. Classic location for a, a big piss-up, isn't it? <laughs> lads on tour. Lads on tour. Um, but yeah, all in all, I would have been 
very livid. I mean, Ross seems to not mind the six-hour drive there and back because he's high on maple candy. But um, I just, I think I would have been much more angry on returning home if I was Chandler, having driven twelve hours in two days, and presumably not got anything free because I can't imagine they let them pack it back up after the suitcase falls open, right? That's true. Dreadful idea around, and a lesson in why you should plan better. Plan better. Don't go to Vermont. Oh, I don't want us to get cancelled by Vermont. I don't. I've never actually been to Vermont. I don't think so. I couldn't tell you whether it's nice or not. Me neither. Maybe try Vermont and report back. If hey. anyone's listening in Vermont, I was going to say I can't really go right now, Dev. I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> middle of a podcast and pandemic. Yeah. Um, Javu or Joey and Rachel? Uh, Joey and Rachel is our headline act, isn't it? So let's go. Let's go, Monica and Phoebe. Let's go, Monica and Phoebe and Javu. The only appearance, as far as I can tell, from Javu. I don't think we ever see it again in a different restaurant, in a different episode, do we? Well, it's how insanely busy it is. Like, I don't mean in, inside, it's obviously all well, the tables are full, but the outside, you see it at times and there are queues backing up down the street. Like, no restaurant is that incredible, is it? Well, so, well, I get, so there are restaurants in London where there are queues, like Dishoom, for example, very good Indian restaurant. Bless you. Always, oh. <laughs> always has queues outside it. But that's because it's one of those Wagamama styles where you can't book. So oh. they operate a queuing system. But Monica does specifically make reference to the fact that they're fully booked for the next few weeks. So they obviously have a booking system. So what idiots turning up four hours before their booking to try and get in? Although we have come across this before, haven't we, on the podcast, where the restaurant American restaurant booking system seems tricky. You know, like when yes. Chandler's trying to bribe the matron. Bribe d. their way in, yeah. So maybe maybe it's a bit of a free-for-all and booking doesn't mean fucking anything. Um. Right at the start of this episode, there's a reference to uh, Phoebe massaging. You've used the word massaging then, but yeah. (laughs) She she jokes that her hand slipped during a massage, right? Um, And she makes reference to needing a massage license. Yeah. Which I didn't know was a thing, but then I thought about it and I felt quite relieved that it is a thing. It is a thing, yeah, for sure, to sort of practice in a proper massage place, I guess, but... My question is around the licensing system because, I mean, it's quite a dark reference, that isn't it? I mean, well, Phoebe it is. basically she assaulted someone, sexually assaults someone that she's massaging, right? <laughs> but to the point where she's her license has been revoked. So that's not yeah, just she's been struck off, right? She's been struck off, but only Pete for two weeks. Yes, because she later references in two weeks I'll be a masseuse back in good standing. So. I, honestly, this is the curse of the bloody podcast going <laughs> the level of detail you think about these things. So I was going, what's what's she done that's bad enough to be completely struck off, but also not so bad that they're like, but come back in two weeks and <laughs> give it another go, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah, it's 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 tricky, isn't it? Meanwhile, back at the restaurant, Monica is just loitering around the table. Monica I'll tell you what I would say about Monica in this episode. She seems to have a lot of time for a woman who makes a point of the restaurant being the busiest it's ever been and the fact she's the head chef in it. She seems to have a lot of time to loiter around tables for compliments, go regularly outside to talk to Phoebe, and then poll the whole restaurant. You know, like, who's cooking? Yeah, she's just loitering around fishing for compliments, isn't she? We see her not once in this episode in the kitchen. Yeah, true. uh, Where she is the head chef. That bit at the start where she's sort of loitering around the table of customers. I know there's a there's a tradition, isn't there, of sort of send my compliments to the chef, or sometimes people 
might go back and see the chef. This is all in TV, though. Have you ever done that in real life? No, absolutely. But not. have you ever known anyone that's like, oh, can I can I come back and see the chef? I'd be like, no. Happens in TV and also Ratatouille. Yeah, well, yes, which is on my TV often. But but she's obviously at this stage come forward just to do the rounds. I mean, it's not like someone said, can you send the chef out? Or maybe they have. But anyway, Phoebe decides, because the restaurant's so busy, she's going to turn up. And this is the first time for a while that we've seen Phoebe in sort of guitar mode, isn't it? Uh, yes, and I do love quite how dark her song is about being able to buy a human spleen in Argentina. Really underrated song, that, I think. Yeah. So two of the main ones she plays in this episode are... I'd say the, one of them is an absolute top-tier Phoebe Buffet song, which is, it wasn't just that she was fat, the woman <laughs> yeah. smelled like garbage. Everybody, uh, absolutely right up there. But yeah, they can, there's, a country, there's a country called Argentina where you can buy a human spleen. Is I'd say it's an underrated banger. I also like how the lyric suggests that you might never have heard of Argentina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an educational geography song. Yeah. Um. Monica takes issue, doesn't she, with Phoebe playing outside? Because thing is, Monica should have thought a bit outside the box here because council have said you can't play outside the restaurant because it's against the licensing, you know? Yeah, true. Something like Instead, that. Instead, she makes it clear that it's her that's got a problem. Yeah, that Phoebe's bad. Um, and then they have the sort of garlic feud. <laughs> I do really like that argument. Like, I particularly love Phoebe pretending to put on glasses and saying, I can't see it because the <laughs> yeah. portion size is so small. That's a, no, I really like that. Bit. I really enjoy it when Phoebe runs with a joke to like the point of tedium, the garlic yeah. thing. She, I think she does the garlic thing seven times in yeah. the space of about 25 seconds. Um, but she really, it's, it's very Phoebe. It's such a, a good character trait in terms of how it's written, I think. <laughs> the fact she's just like, I've got this one thing I want to say and I'm just, whatever you argue back, I'm just going to find a different way of saying you use too much garlic. Yeah. Question, Pete. Can you use too much garlic? Uh, yeah, you absolutely can. No, can you? You can, yeah, you can. Go on. When it, when it gets to the point of like repeating on you for, you know, like I feel like the good level is when you can't like taste it after. Right. But when you like, when it's repeating on you, you've overdone it. I just think, I just, I've never had that, Pete. I just love you know. garlic. Do you? Yeah. Hello, ladies. I'll double. <laughs> Come in with this hot garlic You breath. double whatever the recipe says. Yeah, always double it, mate. Do always, you? Always put more garlic in, yeah. Oh. Do you chop your own garlic or do you use the lazy garlic? No, I'm a chopper. I'm a chopper. Yeah, I crush same. it. Crush, peel, chop. Nice. In that order. Um, yeah, I just don't think you can have too much garlic, but there you go. That's my opinion. You don't agree? That's fine. I think we'll find our, we'll find our own people. From okay. the listeners, there'll be those that are Team Pete, hashtag not too much garlic, and those that, <laughs> those that are t- Team Dave. It's a very literal hashtag, that is. All the garlic. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's fine, isn't it? Well, yeah, I can't help but think we got distracted by garlic. I had quite a bad experience when we went for dinner, and um, I had a calzone. Oh, yeah. And there was so much garlic in it that you could, like, see it what do you mean like just like, like full you could just see of garlic shit loads of garlic just yeah. in it and i think i felt quite threatened by it oh mate simon throw me that calzone it was so oh that'd be messy and oh. um, but it, it was sort of it it was sort of saying to me you're going to be tasting this for three days oh god yeah you're talking my language now pete okay well i feel like you've tried to tell that story as a disgusting story and i am just, just here for it yeah okay more garlic um at least my songs don't taste like garlic Classic Phoebe. 
that is good. Just she's really running out of them, but she still goes. Uh, and then we get another banger. The, the food here at Chavu will kill you, which yeah. is extreme at this point of the argument, I would say. And uh, very defamatory. Well, quite, yeah. You could pick her up on a lot of things at that stage, couldn't you? Um, and then we get, yeah, the sort of incessant polling, which, like like they say, it turns out that that's... Uh, what I will say is, I'd say more of the customers than I would expect like Phoebe's music. Yeah, surprising. It's a surprising number. And there's a couple of very happy-looking extras in the background. Did you see that? There's one yes, woman the, in particular. Yes, the chap in the green jacket <laughs> the, at yeah. the back. Big fan of him. <laughs> really thrilled with the sort of polling and the music. And he's very loyal to Monica. He sides with her in everything. Yes, yes. Oh, the, oh, the maitre d' you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he really likes that. And then, yeah, I mean, in keeping with the, the point I made earlier, they settled the argument with the hand-holding thing, the hand-raising thing. And then Monica says, how about you stay and I'll whip you up some dinner? Yeah. Cook some food for your customers, mate. What are you doing? You've literally... Oh, oh, it's a busy restaurant. Let's feud with my friend all night and then maybe I'll get back to doing some work. No, I'll just cook some dinner for Phoebe. Yeah, like, how's this restaurant bloody running? That's what I want to know. you'll subscribe to our podcast you know it's all about how to get the most out of your partner and we're partners so we know all about it it's good get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place richard and greta you know you know Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, the headline act is it? Yes. Rachel and Joey in the dream. Well, Joey has a big romantic story in Days of Our Lives. He's nervous about it. So he takes Rachel down to the set. Yeah. Which I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's hoping to achieve by doing that. She plays a very active role from the sidelines, doesn't she? She's sort of heckling. Yeah, but it's all retrospective, isn't it? Like, it's not... uh, When they get to running lines later, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. If you want your friend to be like, are you doing this right? But he's like, come down to the set and you can see how I'm doing. But if she has any feedback, like, do it differently, he's already shot the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Why is she there? What what, what possibly is that achieving? Um, But she comes down happily, because she fancies all the soap stars, of which we know there are many real Days of Our Lives soap stars that do cameos in Friends. 
but they mean nothing to we us. We just don't know much about any of them, do we? In the same episode that Phoebe admits to sexually assaulting her customer... Joey takes an extra's virginity? Joey <laughs> takes the virginity or an extra on the set of yeah. Days of Our Lives at work. Yeah, just in a bed just on a set. in the bed on the set. So one of two things has really happened there. Either it's during the work day... Or they've snuck back into the set at night to have sex. and Yeah. Weird enough, but also the making her a virgin in the story. like, like mm, Yeah, mm. she doesn't need to be a virgin, does she? I'd say at no point did she need to be a virgin. No, the, the, the non-named her, and non-heard of from now on extra. And considering it's season nine as well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Going, that feels like a joke from early Friends before. Yeah. They sort of went, oh, we shouldn't do that anymore. And they're still still throwing that around, but never mind. Um, so Rachel watches this scene, which is the first thing that makes her think that Joey's her, the love of her life and then has the dream. Yes, but- Joey's acting is so good, apparently, that, that Rachel, go- you touched on this earlier, that Rachel goes from having no sexual attraction to him to finding him, like, not just attractive, like, irresistible. Yeah, like, deeply in love with him is sort of the vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's hard. To, I, I I couldn't even tell whether Joey was being good at acting in this case because it's so hard out of context to know if he was supposed to be genuinely good in that in that case. But I think that's what they were aiming for, weren't they? Yeah, Joey actually for once being good. But then Monica has this theory that it's not Joey she falls in love with; it's Doctor Drake Ramore, which yeah. is thin at best, I'd say. But Rachel sort of feels vindicated in that when she finds Joey's got peanut butter in his hair later on. Yes. Because he hasn't put the lid on the smoothie. Tell you what, the lid on the smoothie. I'm with you, Joey. It is Crucial. important. Yeah, very yeah. important. And 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 the thing is, I would never have left it off the smoothie maker, but I have tried in the past to sort of replace it with something equ- roughly equivalent. You know. And, and how did that go? Never works, mate. Absolutely, right, sh- absolute fine. shambles. Yeah, it's a lot of force, a lot of centrifugal force going upwards. I'd say. No, oh, good use of that word. Spurts out the top might be inaccurate use of it, but I'll just, just say it with confidence. Yeah. There's obviously the word spurts there, which uh, I don't often use, I'd say. By the way, the bit where it's like, oh, it was just a dream. That feels like such a cop-out because, you know, when you're writing (laughs) a story in primary school and your teacher tells you don't end it with, oh, and it was actually all just a dream. Yeah. And yet that works for friends. It does. And so much of Hollywood. It's happened so often. I mean, it's obviously become a bit of a joke trope, hasn't it? But I feel like if the American educational system had teachers that told them that in elementary school, maybe yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of TV shows and films would be different. Remember when they ended, which soap was it here in the UK that ended with it all being a daydream of someone working in a supermarket? Was it Brookside? Oh. Or Family Affairs? One of them ended and it was just... Um, someone daydreaming crossroads crossroads <laughs> crossroads yeah no one outside of the uk in the early noughties will understand that reference no and to be honest even i never watched crossroads no me neither i just remember hearing that it had a sort of spectacularly lazy conclusion that's incredible isn't it yeah what that is mad um what we're we talking about friends yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, Rachel's look. Rachel's been heavily turned by the dream, hasn't she? Um, and then they have this moment at the end, which is kind of the resolution of this plot line before we move into proper Joey and Rachel territory, where Joey sort of 
reflects on that time he was in love, in inverted commas, with Rachel. I mean, it's a whole, the whole conversation's a bit weird, isn't it? Because he's sort of saying, oh, I've only ever been in love once with you. And it was like two episodes a year ago. That's not... Are we calling that love? Um, well, he gets really deep with her, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he does. Uh, but he got really deep with, like, Kate years ago, you know, the actor. Like, he's had these moments... Yeah. And like poor old Water Chops, they dated for three years, Angela Del Vecchio. Just don't get a look in. Don't get a bloody look in. He's never been in love with anyone before, apparently, apart from Rachel, who he was a bit in love with for about two minutes. Also, Rachel teaches Joey this technique, doesn't she? This very basic acting technique of drawing upon your own experiences as motivation, <laughs> which I think I studied. I think like we learned that in GCSE drama. Yeah. Bit of Stanislavski. Is that Stanislavski? Oh, I don't know, mate. Or is it Brecht? I've never done any... Uh, Hello, drama nerds. Dra- I've um, never done any drama training myself. Well, I yeah, that's like one of the first things you get taught in drama. And yet it's brand new to Joey. <laughs> it's completely new information that Rachel, who works in fashion, has to impart to the professional actor of 10 years. Yeah, classic. That whole Drake plotline is quite creepy, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. On the theme of the whole episode of Phoebe and a Weird Assault, Joey and his virginity thing... The Drake plot line contains the line, just tell me to stop twice before he kisses her in the soap. And then also yeah, uh, we learn later that it contains a scene of him sneaking into her room at night that she doesn't know about. Classic uh, creepy friends. Classic creepy friends. Courtesy of Amy, uh, who we are always very grateful to for sending us the quiz. Um and Dave, we can do this one together for the, she's uh, obviously prepared it as such that I can't see the answers. Thanks, Amy, for the quiz. The official Friends of Friends quizzed. Question what's question one, Peter? Question one, Dave, is how long until Phoebe will once again be a masseuse in good standing? Two weeks, Peter. Is correct. Question two. Uh, according to her song, how much has Phoebe been told it costs to buy human spleen? Oh, good question. Is it 20 pesos? 50. Is it 50 pesos? I think yeah. it's 50 pe- pe- pesos. Pesos. Yeah, 50 is what I would have sung naturally, but I can't really, uh, I can't be sure. 50 is correct. Yeah. <laughs> good question, that though. Uh, what's the name of the hotel that Ross and Chandler are staying in? Ah, the, it's a type of nut. It's something nut, in. Dave. Pine, pine nut in. It's uh, close. Chestnut in. Oh, got confused by the pine cones, didn't I? Name five of the complimentary toiletries that Ross requests. Tampons. <laughs> Tampons is one, yeah. Toothbrush, toothpaste. Uh, mouthwash Band-Aids is you one I remember Oh mouthwash yeah, I didn't say that Band-Aids is one Because I remember that being a weird one Dental floss Dental floss We've, uh, we've five, got more than five there Five Bingy bongy bongy bongs And finally What food does a customer tell Monica In particular was superb The duck It's correct Four out of five Four out of five Ain't bad Good quiz that Good quiz Amy Thanking you kindly Hey, Dave, next week is the last episode of this series. It's not just the end of this series, though, is it, Pete? Well, we think. We don't think, anyway. <laughs> now, this was kickstarted not by us, let's be honest. So someone said that they thought that last week's episode was the 100th episode of Friends of Friends. And we thought, classic us, completely missed it and just did a normal episode. So I went back and counted, and I think that actually next week is our 100th, not including any little teaser bits that we've dropped into yeah, the old the podcast Yeah, snippety feed. bits, you know. Yeah. So we think next week is our 100th episode. 
and naturally we've planned absolutely nothing to mark that. And in true Friends of Friends fashion, we're not entirely sure. So, I mean, if you want to count, I, I, there'll definitely be some of you that will count and let us know. So please either verify or unverify. Um, but if it is our hundredth episode, Pete, we should do we should do something. Just a little, just light a candle or a cake or something. Why don't we both wear hats? Oh, we can both wear hats. Great. Um, what's what episode will we be talking about for the hundredth, the big one hundred? Well, in a fitting move um, for the end of a series in a big hundredth episode, we're doing an episode about death. Oh, great! Um, <laughs> it's the one where Heckles dies. Oh, so boy. we're ending series five by killing off Heckles. There you go. That is exactly how it should be. Um, good episode, though. So we'll get we'll get some good old school frenzy bits. Um, and that will be it. Our hundredth episode, guys. What a ride it's been. And thanks for coming on it with us. Uh, and if it turns out this is the 98th episode this week or the 97th, then we'll just keep having this conversation again until it is the hundredth episode. Or you might count and go, yeah, guys, you're on 102 already. In which case, equally that's, plausible. That's probably, that's probably what's happened. I, it's, I'd say it's more plausible that I've miscounted than anyone else has. <laughs> yeah, but it's important to remember to like take out the coming soon trailer and like the little yeah. bit where we, I think we did a tiny one where we just plugged the live show once. And, you know, there's a few that aren't real episodes. So if you are counting, just make sure it's at least, you know, 20 minutes. No long. one's count. No one's counting, Dave. No, <laughs> no will. one gives a fuck. They no will. one gives Some a people fuck. have their own spreadsheets, Pete, and everything <laughs> i'm telling you they're all everyone's more organized than us well that's true um but there you go uh actually maybe no do you know what we should do for the 100th episode pete what this is a big ask and i'm gonna throw it out there and if amy doesn't want to do it absolutely fine and if amy feels like this would be too big a task absolutely fine but here's my idea Instead of a quiz about the episode next week, why don't we do a five-question quiz about the last hundred episodes of Friends with Friends? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we can include Shower Clash. Yep. We can include... Thumbing it in. Thumbing it in. Uh, spinning Jenny. I can't think of anything else. Spinning Jenny. Uh, yeah. Get that in there. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, I mean, it is a big-ass game. Gaga pants. By all means, do not feel like you have to prepare that um, quiz. I'm but, trying to think of other things. Do you know what? Maybe if everybody just sends in one question, you know, we'll have a good plethora to choose from. So if you've got any questions you'd like to contribute to a Friends with Friends quiz for the end of next week's episode. God, this is real uh, self-referential, isn't it? But there you go. Here we are. We're on a podcast. What more can we do? <laughs> um, see you next week for <laughs> quite possibly episode 100, but probably not. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 